Hey, y'all, and welcome to another edition of the NOLCAST Instant Reaction Podcast. This is your host, Bud Elliott, uh, coming to you with the Instant Reaction. As always, the Instant Reaction show is, uh, well, instant, and uh, we do not edit it. We go right from recording to the broadcast. And uh, with that, maybe a little, little stops and starts, much like uh, Florida State's team has had this year. I want to start off by thanking our sponsors, Louisiana Hot Sauce, Madison Social, and also Resolution Home Loans. Please check out all our fine sponsors and, uh, and, and continue to support them like you support the show. So we had some great five-star ratings recently on iTunes. Very happy uh, about that. So going here, Florida State 13, Notre Dame 42. Uh, I think we said 38-10. So, you know, I guess roughly within the range. Uh, but, uh, you know, the game kind of went, I guess, how we thought it would go. Basically, um, obviously things play out differently within the game, but uh, generally Florida State's offense wouldn't be able to move the ball very well. 4.1 yards play, that's indicative of that. And then inevitably that would uh, that would lead to a huge differential in field position like generally happens. And uh, early on in the game, that is exactly how Notre Dame jumped out to their huge lead uh, because Florida State had two turnovers in their first three drives and also a punt, and uh, Notre Dame was very quickly up 17 to nothing. Florida State, of course, uh, I mean, Notre Dame could have stopped right there because Florida State is not really capable of uh, doing much currently with its ability or inability to block, and uh, they only scored 13 points in the ballgame. Um, I don't think any unit played, you know, amazingly, um, but there were some encouraging things and, and, and some discouraging things in this one. Uh, I'll start off. The quarterback decision was obviously interesting. We discussed all the different scenarios for that potentially on the last show. Um, you know, Taggart tonight in the post game said that there was no thought to uh, to putting James Blackman in. Um, that is exactly what I would say if I was trying to redshirt James Blackman, but I wouldn't let the other team and the other teams on this upcoming schedule know that I was trying to redshirt Blackman if that's indeed what's happening um, because I don't want him to get hit. First, yeah, I don't want Francois to get knocked out of the game because the other team knows walk on behind him. So yeah, that was uh, that was that. Francois had some good moments. He also had some bad moments. I, I thought his receivers kind of let him down the night. You know, uh, his, his numbers were not too good. Twenty three of forty seven for uh, for two sixteen, but you know, not not great numbers. Um, he probably had at least five or six drops for I don't know. 80 yards overall, um, no touchdowns, one interception. Yeah, you know, I was very nervous when they they started the first series of the game, and might have been the first, might have been the first play, and basically said, uh, "Hey, we don't think you can you can run on us, Florida State. So we're going to sit back in a two deep shell. We're going to cover all your receivers, and we're only going to have five men in the box against five blockers. Probably the most friendly." Um, you know, running look you can get. And uh, and they were right on that play, at least. They, they whipped Florida State up front, no gain. And, you know, that happened a lot throughout the night. But Florida State was able to run the ball some. Uh, it's backs 28 carries for a buck 16. Um, now, look, I think Notre Dame was pretty comfortable giving them that after they saw some of the downfield shots that Florida State was able to hit uh, last week. You know, um, but Notre Dame took those away for the most part, I think, and they were content to see if they could stop Florida State's run 
without committing extra defenders to the box. And for the most part, you know, they could. Florida State did have some nice runs on the night. Um, you know, this is just to me, like, just looking at these guys, Florida State's guys look small. Their names guys look really big um, and faster. And just it, from a roster standpoint, it, it, I don't think it's very close right now between these two programs. I didn't think it in the preseason, and I definitely didn't think it in the preview show. Uh, trying to think what else to talk about tonight. The drops hurt, for sure. I mean, it wouldn't – I don't think there's any scenario you could paint where Florida State actually wins this game. Um but the drops did help to, to contribute to losing by 29 as opposed to maybe by, I don't know, 21 or something. Um, you know, Tamari and Terry had, had several drops and, and I was surprised by that. I think, you know, uh, obviously Trey McKitty had one, um, you know, had a ball tick up in the air and get intercepted. You had the, the cam, uh, DeAndre fumble exchange slash cam fumble, depending on who you want to put that on. And, uh, and just, just you know, the, the bad start kind of buried him in this one. You look at it, uh, 4.1 yards per play. Again, it was mostly a tale of Florida State, you know, moving the ball via chunk plays, no consistency because there's just no consistency of blocking. Um, you know, Francois was, was getting – just getting smoked up front and, and getting hit a whole lot. And, and you guys know I'm not the biggest Francois fan, but he just – He's just getting beat up a ton, you know. Uh, he doesn't. He's not really finishing off some of these throws, and and I think that's a uh, a result of honestly um, of, of just being hit so much and just kind of being more of a, a natural reaction. Um, I would like to see more shots downfield. That's obviously kind of tough to do, especially against some of those looks. And that's probably not enough to talk about the offense. Um, anyway, um, you know, passes tonight, 16, 40, and 19 runs, 11, 19, 15, and 10. I did like them going the wild cam down there on the goal line. I think that gives you a little bit of an extra edge. Um, obviously you had the one play where they bring in Marvin Wilson and the offensive line just gets blown up so much that it doesn't even matter. Uh, I will say this, I, I'm encouraged that they were actually able to run Juwan Williams out there and that, you know, not that he looked good, but he didn't look completely and totally overwhelmed. And, you know, that's a kid who I think just had basically just like a total, like mental collapse after the Virginia Tech game. Like he really strongly regressed. I mean, he had a blocking grade, according to pro football focus, I think of zero in the Syracuse game. But that's a kid, it's very hard to give up on him um, as a player because of his athleticism. And he doesn't have great size, but obviously just that length and athleticism. I know that's a guy they've been working on to see if they can get something more out of. And it was somewhat encouraging, not for this year, but maybe for next year that they were able to get, I don't know, I guess I could say passable snaps out of him there. Um, also, a, a lack of penalties tonight on the offense. Offense lined up. It was more crisp, um, which is something that was an issue in the prior two games uh, after really not being an issue for the, the couple before that. So, just kind of interested to see that happen. Um, defensively, not a good night for the defense. Uh, 6.6 yards per play allowed. Looking that up here. 
real quick just to see where that compares to what other teams have done against Notre Dame. And uh, obviously Michigan held Notre Dame uh, well under that. But 6.6 is, is not good. Uh, Virginia Tech gave up 6.5, and that was you know to Ian Book. Obviously, Navy, 7.68. Northwestern, 6.27. Uh, Wake Forest, 7.45. So not a good night for, for the defense. Um, you know, every week I get people tweeting at me, oh, they keep throwing at Westbrook, or they keep throwing it at this guy or that guy. And uh, the thing is, they keep picking out different people that they're throwing at. The bigger issue, I think, is that they really they they've got such big trouble at linebacker that they have to try and help out the linebackers any way they can, and it really exposes a lot of the secondary. Um, and up front, they know the linebackers are, are such an issue, except for Dontavious for the most part. Um, you know, looking at this, they have to try to get penetration because if they don't, they know they're kind of screwed. Once those, once those blockers get to those backers, they're just overwhelmed and people are off to the races. That Dexter Williams kid is a really nice back. I mean, 20 carries for 202. He had a great night. Um, you know, they, they, they limited whip. Notre Dame didn't ask Wimbush to do a whole lot. He did throw two picks. Nice job defensively there by Florida State to actually get some turnovers um, to go their way. And they also had that tight end, uh, Elise Mack, just making incredible catches. I mean, those were – they might have been push-offs, but – Awesome job by him. Um, but backers not filling their gaps. Uh, I, I don't have as big of a problem with the whole DVs not turning around thing as, as some people seem to do. I mean, they're taught play through the hands, especially if you're not in phase, and they're getting beat a lot. So uh, I thought Stanford Samuels kept playing hard. I thought Dontavious Jackson kept playing hard. And I thought Marvin Wilson kept playing hard. And maybe a couple other guys as well who I'm sure we'll talk about uh, on the Monday review show but when I really want to get get a chance to sit down and watch this, um, you know, to, to see kind of what I can see out of some other guys. But I, I did know, you know, those guys are, are three to point out who, look, you know they're going to be there next year, and that's encouraging that you might have them uh, as, as leaders. So, uh, and, you know, obviously leaders at a different level of the defense on, on each side. So just going through my notes here real quick. Uh, I like more, more of the pistol we saw from the run game. kind of allows you to, to try to create some kind of downhill element. Um, they did start out the game for sure playing more like run game personnel on defense, trying to take away Notre Dame's run game and, and see if you can make Notre Dame pass. Eventually Notre Dame showed they actually could pass, and so that was a little bit you know, something that you couldn't do. On the throw to uh, uh, to Claypool to, on the play beat Hamsa, you know, that's something we've been asking for, right? Can you put a bigger guy out there on a the receiver? Because a lot of Florida State's corners are, are smaller. And uh, they did. And, I mean, look, you got to give the guy credit. He made a nice throw and a nice catch. That's a throw that you're basically daring Notre Dame to make to see if he can do. Because a lot of times that kid doesn't make that throw. And he did. Um, I like Dennis Briggs getting some playing time in the game. Uh, and... That's kind of about it, to be honest. This is a, a very short instant reaction show. Um, not a whole lot really, you know, not a whole lot really else to talk about. Uh, Taggart said Francois played uh, because he was healthy. He wasn't healthy last week. Said he played pretty well. Was hurt by drop passes, which kept him from, from uh, getting in rhythm. Uh, 
So could that be you don't lose your job due to injury? I don't think so. I do think that it's, hey, who played better in practice this week? Who gives us a better chance to win against Notre Dame this week? And from what I was told, Francois was the better guy in practice this week. You know, I, I think it's probably smart not to make your judgment on Blackman uh, just based on the one game against a very bad NC State defense. However, uh, I do think that I would like to see Blackman out there if he's not redshirting, which we'll see, just to, for evaluation purposes. So uh, with that, we will talk more on Monday when I get a chance to rewatch this thing and really, really pour over it. And also uh, some interesting stuff tonight, just a little quick little preview. Um, Anthony Brown has not returned for the game against Clemson for Boston College. That's their quarterback. They got to come to Tallahassee next week. This this Notre Dame game was not a game I thought you could win. It was not a game I thought you could win in the preseason. It was one of those games we had circled that thought, hey, you get blown out. Now look, <clears throat> BC is a game that you have a chance to win. Florida's a game you have a chance to win. Will you be favored? Probably not. But I don't think you'll be favored to be blown out in those games. So they, this team needs to get home, see if they can pick up another win. Gosh, maybe two. That'd be crazy, but it's possible, I guess. Uh, at home to close out the year. And uh, and then jettison some of the guys on the team who may not be here next year and get to recruiting and get to lifting. So with that, I'll catch you all uh, next time.